Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Micro, a podcast for short but powerful writing. I'm your host, Drew Hawkins. This episode features four small pieces of fiction and poetry that all involve the sea in some aspect or another. Ghostly, personal, tragic, and mysterious is the sea, and so are these writings. This first one is soaked in eerie reminiscence. It's called Winter Solstice in Dunwich. It was written by Lori Graham and published by the Tide Rises, the Tide Falls Literary Journal on December 21st, 2020. Enjoy. Winter Solstice in Dunwich. Sands were shifting, while ghosts of the shore whispered to us and the church bells tolled from the drowned city in haunting, wistful, smothered clangs from beneath the lethal waves. Every winter solstice, while the graves in the one remaining church stir with purpose, life continues to escape, clawing its way out of the deep black water, releasing its souls while church bells ring on their own and we huddle on the shore watching our spirits dance with death. Lori Graham is an American writer who lives in England with her partner, Natasha. You can find her on Twitter at WanderingPoetUK or on her website at lauriegraham.co.uk. This next piece also features a sort of haunting, but it's a little bit closer to home. It's called Single Mom's Sea Nymph. It was written by Anna Press and published by Perhappened Mag. Please enjoy. Single Mom Sea Nymph. She's relegated herself to the bath indefinitely. The eight-year-old thinks to make her change the water from time to time. The six-year-old slips bath bombs over the edge of the tub, delights in the anywhere the water can become. The sea is not meant to boil you pink, her mother says over the phone. Land does not make you a lobster condemned. You did that to yourself, for a man. 
Oh, the crackling in the air, the phone dropped in the water. Meanwhile, the girls sprout half-gills, enough to visit home. Silence stings across the new phone, fingers dry against the side of her face. Very nice, Angel. The six-year-old glues seashells to the floors and glow-in-the-dark stars to the walls. The bioluminescence itches. Bills stuff the mailbox like taxidermy. The girls wordlessly present her to their visiting friends, rush them past. They give her a giant conch shell bought with their allowance, through which the tide gilts. The eight-year-old slits the webbing between her toes. The six-year-old waggles her finger in her belly button, extracting flakes of gold glitter. When are you moving back? The roar of reproach haunts. Why won't you come home? At night, she avoids the dreams, lets the dial tone drown them out. Anna Press is a writer and teacher originally from Los Angeles, California, now living in New York. Her writing has appeared in Daily Drunk Magazine, Perhappened, The Hellbore, Porcupine Literary, and elsewhere. You can find her on Twitter at Anna E. Press or on her website at AnnaWritesThings.com. Up next, we have a curious little piece called Gustavo's Right. It was written by Ed Ahern and published by Verse Virtual in November 2020. Please enjoy. Gustavo's Right by Ed Ahern. He walked onto the harbor beach at sunset placing a small net on a pole like a guidon and setting soiled cloth bags around it. Alone on the beach, he began his dance. Mismatched clothes flapping, he swayed, then paced, then crouched to pat the sand into a crescent, then stepped back and back, dug sand by hand, finding black things and tossing them into a jumbled pile. He stepped easily, as if riding waves, moving in arrow shapes only he knew, Then he gathered net and bags and left, not glancing back at the cairn of burnt wood and asphalt fragments. All this I watched from a restaurant deck and had to ask the waiter about him. Gustavo, he said, shrugging, a local character. I nodded but kept silent, recalling that morning walking another beach, trying to feel profound. Ed Ahern has had over 300 stories and poems published, as well as six books, and currently sits on the review board at Bewildering Stories. You can find him on Twitter at Bottom Stripper or on Instagram at Edward Ahern1860. Our final piece won the Bath Flash Fiction Award and was later published in the Best Small Fictions. It's called Tying the Boats, and it was written by Amanda O'Callaghan. Enjoy. Tying the Boats A week after she married him, 
she cut her hair. The scissors made a hungry sound, working their way through the curls. You cut your hair, he said when he came home. Nothing more. She thought he might have said, you cut off your beautiful hair. But his mouth could not make the shape of beautiful, even then. She kept the hair in a drawer, a great hank of it bound together in two places with ribbon almost the same dark red. Sometimes, when she was searching in the big oak chest that she brought from home, she'd see it stretched against the back of the drawer, flattened into the joinery like a sleek, cowering animal. Once she lifted it out, held it up to the light to catch the last of its fading luster. She weighed it in her hands. The hair was thick, substantial, heavy as the ropes they'd used when she was a girl, tying the boats when storms were coming. Amanda O'Callaghan is an Irish-Australian writer. This piece, and other award-winning short fiction, appears in her collection, This Taste for Silence, published by the University of Queensland Press in 2019. You can find her on Twitter, at O'Callaghan.ac, or on her website, at AmandaO'Callaghan.com. Micro is produced and hosted by me, Drew Hawkins. Original music by Matt Ordez. You can find all the information about this episode's writers, their featured work, and the publications where they were published in the show notes. Subscribe to the show and check out some of our other episodes on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also always find our shows at micropodcast.org, and you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Podcast Micro. Thanks for listening.